You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Ray, and welcome to this Monday, September the twentieth, two thousand and twenty-one edition of the Patriots News Desk, brought to you by Dear Pats Nation, broadcasted live on Colorcast. Don't forget that you can watch this live show Monday through Thursday at seven p.m. Eastern Time, live on the Colorcast app. If you're new to the Patriots News Desk, it's brought to you by Dear Pats Nation, and we cover the New England Patriots in so many different ways. You can watch us on YouTube for the fan-driven DPN live show where our audience has control of the content. You can watch our Patriots News Desk YouTube channel where we cover nothing but the Patriots news. We make videos on Newsbreak where you can get quick breakdowns of all the Patriots' latest news. We have a Patreon page where you get exclusive content and live shows. Of course, I'm here on ColorCast doing the Patriots News Desk, but I'm also the Patriots super fan doing play-by-play for every Patriots game this season right here on ColorCast right up until I call the Patriots winning Super Bowl 56. So why don't you make sure that you tune in to my alternative commentary for every Patriots game here on ColorCast. If you can't catch the Patriots News Desk live, the podcast will be available at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time wherever you get your podcast needs. You can also stream. We also stream the replay on the Patriots News Desk YouTube page at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as well. You can find all the links to our content and social media in our profile on ColorCast. If you're listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube, I've left the links in the description. With all that being said, I think we've done all we can. It's time to get this show started and i've got a good show for you today i've prepared a couple of deep dives the first one is called how the patriots dominated the jets and zach wilson and another bill belichick win over a rookie quarterback the sec deep second deep dive is mac jones doesn't feel that the patriots offense has been too conservative in the early going and of course we're going to get into our patriots fan question of the day and that is will tom brady actually play in the nfl until he is 50 years old that's right 50 years old tom brady seems to think that he's going to be doing this forever and of course my favorite segment is the patriots versus social media with all that being said why don't we get this show started and let's look at our first deep dive and it's an article by andrew callahan from the boston herald and it's called how the patriots dominated the jets and zach wilson and another bill belichick win over a rookie quarterback Now, the highest compliment Bill Belichick could pay Jets quarterback Zach Wilson during the week, a time when Belichick hands out compliments to opponents like Candy, was Wilson can, quote, make all the throws. That was the first sign of trouble. Then the game came Sunday. Later, so let's stop there. I guess what Callahan is getting at, usually Bill Belichick, when they're about to play an opposing quarterback, gets very philosophical, usually pumps up the other team's quarterback as if they're the greatest quarterback to ever play the game of football. And we've heard him say things like, you know, they've said to him, hey, Bill, like, tell us about Lamar Jackson. (laughs) He's trouble. 
Hey, tell us about Patrick Mahomes, well, one of the best in the game. It's going to be really interesting in a couple of weeks when Tom Brady comes to town and see what he has to say about him. But he wasn't overly complimentary about Zach Wilson. Later, after dismantling the Jets 25-6, to Belichick made a point to call Wilson a good player. He referenced a deep throw Wilson made in garbage time, proof of the rookie's rare arm strength and accuracy. But quarterbacking is much more than physical talent. Belichick knows this. It's discipline, rapid processing, clean decision-making, and performing under pressure. Traits the rookies often lack. Talent won't cut it, and predictably, Wilson didn't on Sunday, throwing four interceptions. His woes were a long time coming. Quote, when you can start off getting an interception on the second play, it makes it tough for the offense with what they want to do with the rookie quarterback, Pat Safety, Devin McCourty said. It's just adding pressure. And yeah, that was sort of things to come. And you know, here's the thing though. A lot of people have been giving, I guess, Zach Wilson all the credit for his bad interceptions. Because there's a lot of people who aren't happy about the Patriots winning today or winning on Sunday. Like It was probably the most miserable I've seen Pat's nation after a loss. However, when you kind of put things into perspective, that Patriots front seven was really, really tough on Zach Wilson. Like they made his life miserable. They didn't make things easy for the kid. They basically were all over him. The pressure that he was under, the, the Jets offensive line could not hold up. So yes, they were bad throws, but the bad throws came under pressure. So I think we got to throw a little bit, a little bit at least, of the credit to the Patriots defense and that front seven for putting the pressure on them. The article continues, Jets coach Robert Salad diagnosed Wilson's problem against the Patriots as discipline related. Wilson played the game he wanted to play instead of the one he needed to play. Quote, when you have a rookie quarterback, it's just having confidence that it's okay to play a boring game of football, Salah said. That's really it. He's an electric dude. He's competitive as crap. And he wants to win so bad. But sometimes it's okay being boring. That's probably the biggest lesson that we can take out of this one. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop right there too because that's kind of what the Patriots is, or the reputation of the Patriots has been as of late, right? Playing it really safe with Mac Jones. You know, very conservative play calling. There's a lot of Patriot fans that want to see Mac Jones go loose, throw the football. But what we saw on Sunday is what can happen when you do that. When you're just being aggressive, 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 eventually it's going to catch up to you. And it caught up to the Jets very quickly. So I don't think that it's the smartest of things to do. That's why I like the Patriots approach with Mac Jones. Let's play conservative. Let's just see what happens. Callahan continued, the Pats recognized this early during their preparation. All week, they referenced Wilson's aggressive style and his desire to go deep. Translation, he's going to throw us the ball. It was similar to how they viewed another young passer, Tua Tango Viola, prior to their loss to Miami in the season opener. If the Pats could deny Tango Viola his preferred targets and timing, they would capitalize. And, you know, I was on a, a couple of different Jets fan shows this week, and we talked a lot about this. We talked a lot about Zach Wilson can make the throws. He can run around the field. But I'm like, hey, man, the Patriots secondary can chase down quarterbacks too. And he's going to put them in a position where they can pick them off. And that's exactly what they did. 
Quote, that's what Tua do. If he doesn't have his first read, he's just going to throw the ball up, said Pat's cornerback J.C. Jackson, who had two picks against the Jets. Sure enough, Jonathan Jones intercepted Tango Viola in the first fourth quarter after the Pats had properly properly pressured him and forced him to scramble on a third and long. The Pats didn't need to wait that long on Sunday. Wilson threw three picks on his first two pass threw picks on his first two pass attempts. At various moments, he had three completions to three interceptions, then four completions to four picks. Two interceptions were overthrows. The others displays uh, displays of overconfidence when targeting Jackson. He almost threw a fifth, and that's what defense is all about. Don't wait on nobody to make plays, Jackson said. Just go out there and set the tone, and hopefully your teammates feed off that. Wilson is an artist who paints to who who wants to paint with fast, broad strokes. The Pats handed him a tiny brush and let him drive himself crazy. Any rookie quarterback facing the Patriots, who are now 22-6 and six against first-year passers under Belichick, should start studying the one on their sideline. Mac Jones hasn't turned the ball over once in two games. He's completed better than 72% of his passes. He's handled the pressure well. He knows how the game must be played for a player of his age and his position. Quote, it's just part of the game, and our defense is really good. It's a tough defense to go against, Jones said of Wilson's interceptions. I've gone against him in practice and probably throw a lot of picks too. It sucks. Jones said he shared that advice with Wilson at midfield post game. Moments later, in a small press room underneath the stands, Jackson was asked about the Jets' young quarterback, and again, all he could reference was his talent. Wilson's got a strong arm, Jackson said. He can really zip the ball in there, put it anywhere. But despite that obvious talent, did the Pats believe they successfully rattled him mentally? Jackson said, quote, yes. The Patriots' defense were spectacular. We know that. We saw that. They're spectacular against the Jets. Run def- Okay, the run defense wasn't great. I know people are going to harp on that. But for the most part, I thought they did pretty well. And the more you can pressure young quarterbacks, even experienced quarterbacks, they're going to make bad throws. We've seen Brady do it when he's under constant pressure. That's why you're hoping that maybe the Tampa Bay line can't hold up against the Patriots front seven. It it seems difficult to believe that's what's going to happen, but there's a possibility. All right, guys, I'm about to get into the Pats Nation question of the day, which of course is, will Tom Brady play in his in the NFL until he's 50 years old. But before we do, I need to tell you about the Newsbreak app. Newsbreak isn't only a sponsor of Dear Pats Nation. I'm also a content creator over on Newsbreak covering the New England Patriots because there's always so much news covering around the New England Patriots. Make sure that you stay up to date with all of our content because you want to make sure that you don't miss anything. And if you're looking for a place to get more free Dear Pats Nation content, then make sure that you head on over to the Newsbreak app Almost every single day, I post a minimum of two videos breaking down the latest New England Patriots news, so stay up to date with all our latest Dear Pats Nation content by going to www.newsbreak.com slash Dear Pats Nation. You can also find the link to our Newsbreak page in our profile here on ColorCast using the website link. If you're listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube, I've left links in the description. Downloading the Newsbreak app puts money directly in our pockets. It takes 30 seconds, and it's the easiest and freest way to support Dear Pats Nation. Plus, the free Newsbreak app will keep you up to date with all your local news, plus the Dear Pats Nation content. So what are you waiting for? Go download the Newsbreak app by clicking the website link in our profile here on ColorCast or clicking the link in the description of our YouTube page or podcast. All right, it's now time for what I'm pretty sure is everybody's favorite segment, and it's time for the Pats Nation question of the day. And today I'm asking, will 
Tom Brady playing the NFL until he's 50 years old. So first of all, let me get into the article that inspired it. It was written by Hayden Bird of the Boston Globe, and it's called Bill Belichick on NFL's taunting rules, Mac Jones' decision-making, and whether Tom Brady can play until he's 50. Let's go through it very quickly, and then I will get to the Dear Pats Nation loyalty club's opinions. Bill Belichick led the Patriots to a 25-6 win over the Jets on Sunday, but the first question he fielded in his weekly WEEI Greg Hill Show Monday morning interview had nothing to do with the game itself. Instead, Belichick was asked about Julian Edelman's impersonation of his former coach, which is now now retired wide receiver, once again showed off during a recent episode of Inside the NFL on Showtime. Yeah, I missed it, Belichick said deadpanned. Asked if there was someone he thought did a good impression of himself, the Patriots coach said didn't know. I could certainly do one of him too, Belichick said of Edelman, but he declined to do it on air. When the conversation shifted to the win over New York, the first NFL victory of Mac Jones' career, Belichick was again asked if he thought his young quarterback's decision-making, specifically Jones' commitment to blocking and on the Damian Harris touchdown, helping push the pile into the end zone. Quote, Football is a game of decision-making, said Belichick. You have a lot of competitive players, and they're all trying to do things to help the team win. So they just have to make good decisions on those situations. But being on the front reverse, so that kind of part of the place added Belichick. And I don't know how much help Damien needed to get in the run, but again, Max a competitive guy and love to see his competitive spirit out there. Uh, quote, I think you saw the same thing from Zach Wilson on Devin McCourty's interception. So those are the guys that like to play football. As long as the play is going on, it seems like they're a part of it. So it's probably a good thing. Now, NFL officials are call, are calling more taunting penalties, and it's a polarizing subject around the league. Belichick said he's in favor of the rule enforcement. Quote, in general, I don't really think there's a place for taunting in the game, Belichick said. I think that's poor sportsmanship, and it leads to other things. It leads to retaliation, and then where do you draw the line? I think the whole idea of the rule is to kind of nip it in the butt and not let it get started. I'm in favor of that. I think that we should all go out there and compete and try and play good football and win the game on the field. I don't think it's about taunting and poor sportsmanship. That's not really my idea of what good football is. In regard to a recent comments from Tom Brady about potentially playing until he's 50 years old, Belichick had a simple assessment of his former quarterback. Quote, I'm sure Tom would know better than anybody else, but if anybody could do it, it's probably him. So that's the article, and I wanted to know from, and again, a lot of the article had nothing to do with Tom Brady playing until he was 50, but I just found the question so intriguing that I had to throw it out to the Dear Pats Nation loyalty club, and I got the answers from them, so we're going to take a look at them and see what they had to say. But first, let me take 30 seconds and tell you why you should join the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club on Patreon. For only $5 a month, we guarantee you four exclusive videos per week discussing all the latest New England Patriots news. We answer all of your comments and questions. Every second Friday, we host a live hangout exclusive for Patreon members where you have the option to join us on the screen or watch the hangout and participate in the chat box. We also send our daily Pats Nation question of the day for the DPN live show and the Patriots news desk. When you leave a comment or ask a question, it's guaranteed to be answered. So come join the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club over at www.patreon.com slash dpnsports. You can find our Patreon link on the profile here on ColorCast. If you're listening to the podcast or watching the replay on YouTube, I've left the link in the description. All right, now that you've heard uh, how you can join the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club, it's time to see what Pats Nation has to say. And earlier this afternoon, I asked the Loyalty Club the Pats Nation question of the day, will Tom Brady play until he's 50 years old? And our first comment comes from Thomas. And Thomas says, quote, if he stays healthy, I think it's possible. 
He is now an absolute scary condition. I don't know how he does it, but it's unbelievable. So if he can continue to do whatever he's fueling him, he could. Probably will have another quarterback at his side who can play some more snaps so he doesn't play the whole game. Shredder Will says maybe if he jumps ship there and goes to another team loaded for a couple years, the Bucks are headed into cap hell with all that talent, and I don't think he'll enjoy playing behind a makeshift offensive line. That being said, he looks like he could go the distance. He's got a supercomputer in that head of him that lets him keep ripping teams apart either all, all the while. Either way through it shouldn't matter to us because some because some legend of the past, he's a buck, and as far as I can tell, we don't root for them. How's Mac doing? Go Patriots. Alex Daniel said, yes, it's very possible with his TB12 routine that he could play until 50. I don't think he will just because that's another six years in the NFL, but it really, but if he really wants to, he will do it. Ross says, barring injury or a complete team implosion, I think it's entirely possible for TB12 plays until he's 50. I won't doubt Brady, but he will need consistently solid O-line, uh, consistent O-line in Tampa over the next six years to make it a reality. Matt Coward says, Yes, it's possible, but I don't think it's possible for him to do it in Tampa. I think he would have to go to a different team to keep winning Super Bowls. Also needed to comment about the Jets fans are all uh, are all going crazy about not beating the Patriots in six years, and some people are worried about how we won. I also loved the secondary last night uh, against the Jets. As I said, J.C. Jackson, I think, can step it up to be a number one cornerback this, uh, this year, and he's already showing he can do it. We're going to have to see in the next few years. He's going to take bigger team secondary. Looks fabulous on the front seven is helping us also. I think next few weeks it'll come together. And thank you for the your thoughts on last night. Um, but yeah, let's get back to... Uh, let, let, let's get back to talking about Tom Brady playing until maybe 50 years old. So you heard from Pat's Nation. I'm going to give you my opinion on it now. Uh, do I think that Tom Brady could play until he's 50 years old? <laughs> Probably. I mean, the guy keeps himself in phenomenal shape. And because he keeps himself in phenomenal shape, he's got the opportunity to do anything he really wants. That all being said, I just don't, why would you want to go through that grind? I mean, his wife's already been all over him about retiring. His wife doesn't want him to play anymore. So I think that he could keep himself healthy enough, but I mean, could Tom Brady really be competitive at 50 years old? Like, at some point, it needs to slow down, right? At some point, it can't just... Like, it, but who knows? Did we think he was going to play this at 44? That's only... I mean, it's 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 six years away, but it's only six years away. You know, it's, it's kind of a, like a double entendre there. It's, it's a very interesting thing to think about. But I'm going to agree that I don't think he can do it in Tampa Bay. I don't think he can stay six more years in Tampa Bay. I don't think they're going to be able to give him everything that he needs, especially from an offensive line perspective. And I think it's going to take one bad season. It's going to take one bad season for Tom Brady to walk away. It's always great hearing from the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club. If you want to get the perks of the Loyalty Club, make sure that you come check us out on Patreon. If you enjoy the Patriots News Desk and are looking for more Patriots content and a more relaxed atmosphere, check out the Dear Pats Nation live show on YouTube where my boy Connor and I talk about the Patriots and get in whatever kind of shenanigans our viewers get us into. It is a 100% fan-driven show. You ask the questions, you make the comments, and Connor and I take care of the fun. So come check out the Dear Pats Nation live show every Sunday to Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find the link to our YouTube channel in the profile here on ColorCast. For those of you listening to the Patriots News Desk, 
Podcast YouTube page, click the Dear Pats Nation link in the description. It's now time for my favorite segment of the night. It's the Patriots versus social media. I go on Twitter and I find a couple of tweets from members of the Patriots media and NFL insiders. I share what the tweet says here and then I give my response. I don't know if you like it, but I'm a social media junkie, so this segment is well made for me. Ryan Spagnoli tweeted out nothing but praise for Brian Hoyer from Bill Belichick this morning on the work that Hoyer has done with Mac Jones behind the scenes. Notes that he has a lot of good ideas, recollection, and how to prepare for a defense, some things beyond the box score and playing on the field. I tweeted out this morning and I stand by it. Bill Belichick has a quarterback coach in pads right now. And I don't think I would anybody be shocked if next year or the year after you see Brian Hoyer standing there in a coach's polo and he's just some sort of coach on the team. Maybe he won't officially be the quarterback coach. I think that's Josh McDaniels, but maybe he'll be like the assistant to the quarterback's coach. Because that's the kind of guy, like, I mean, Brian Hoyer has been doing it for so long. Yeah, He's not a great quarterback. He doesn't have a great arm, but he's got a great mind. Go back to that Rams Super Bowl. Right? Go back to what he did there. Right? Let's not forget that was the same Rams. That was the same Super Bowl where I think Brian Hoyer like designed the defense for the Patriots or he picked up on things, especially in the audibles and stuff. Watching hard knocks of all things. But like watching quiet games where he could see the things yelling out and he picked up on stuff and apparently he emulated Goff just to the to perfection. And because of that. Patriots like just killed the killed the Rams in the Super Bowl. Belichick said Juwan or this sorry this comes from Zach Cox. Belichick said Juwan Bentley has taken it to another level this year. I think he's played with a lot of confidence and is playing good physical football. Uh, Bentley had a tackle for loss in a PBU yesterday. Uh, was in on a goal line stuff. I didn't know what Juwan Bentley was going to become. Like. I wanted him to be something big. I wanted him to take that next step. I wanted him to be something different. I wanted him to be great. I questioned whether he could be the next Dante Hightower. I think we saw a big improvement from him last year, and I think we've seen a massive improvement from him this year. You know, he was the Mike last year. He he called that defense. He organized that defense. He ran that defense. I mean, anybody who's watching on Patreon right now knows that I'm wearing a 54 jersey. I'm wearing my boy Hightower, my favorite Patriot of all time. But I think the Patriots have his replacement at number eight. I really do. I think that Juwan Bentley, who, by the way, played more snaps yesterday than Hightower. And Hightower had a bounce back game, by the way. But he played more snaps than Hightower yesterday. I think that he's the future. I think that Juwan Bentley is shaping up to be that future and true middle linebacker for New England. And I mean, I think as a Patriots fan, I'm I'm really happy to see that. What do you guys think? Let me know. 
All right, so we pretty much come to the end of the Patriots News Desk here. Thanks to everyone who has tuned in. I appreciate uh, and thanks to all the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members who weighed in on the Pats Nation question of the day. Don't forget, if you'd like to contribute to the Patriots News Desk uh, or the DPN Live Show, check out the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club over on Patreon. I promise you'll enjoy what you see. Uh, it's time to get on my final deep dive of the night. The article was written by Chris Mason of Mass Live, and it's called Mac Jones Doesn't Feel the Patriots Offense Has Been Too Conservative in the Early Going. And the article goes like this as one would expect with a rookie a successful one anyway the patriots have brought mac jones along slowly in his first two nfl games and i want to stop right there right off the top i'm going to put this on the table and get it out of the way i have zero issues with the patriots bringing mac jones along slowly i think they should bring him along slowly i think that they are in a position that they should be bringing him on. Like, he's a rookie. So many of the Patriots fan base want him to play like Tom Brady. He kind of is playing like Tom Brady. Tom Brady in 2001. You can't look at this kid and say, hey, I want you to play like you're a 10-year vet. He just played his second game. His second game. He'll get there. They'll open it up. He'll start throwing the football. He'll start doing that this year. But you got to slowly work it in for him. I, I think we're losing sight of who Mac Jones is and what he is in the NFL. Let's continue on. Jones has been efficient in completing 73.9% of his passes, but has yet to push the ball down the field with regularity. The Patriots put up 16 points in the opener and knocked off the Jets 25-6 to Sunday afternoon. On WEEI's Maroney and Forrest show, Jones was asked whether he thinks the offense has been too conservative in the early going. Quote, no, Jones replied. I think just each week we have a, I've only been here for the preseason games and for the two games we've played, and we've had a good plan. Obviously, Josh McDaniels does a really good job of preparing all of us, and we have a plan of what the defense get or what the defense is going to give us. Jones made it clear that he and McDaniels have an open dialogue, and he doesn't feel like the play calling has been holding him back. Well, I don't think it's like I don't think it is. I don't think it's that he said. Uh, just whatever they call, and they've got call. They've called good plays, and. Josh has done a good job preparing me in the red zone, knowing what the other team is going to do and stuff. And I definitely can just have those conversations with them and let them know that I can do better because I feel like it's more on me than anybody else. I can make those tight window throws I have in the past and we can be better. It, it is what it is. We can obviously work on it and, and maybe come up with something a little different ways, uh, have creativity or whatever, just to get the offense to come together in the red zone. I found that really, really, like a really, really interesting point by by Mac Jones, <clears throat> or a, at least uh, an antidote that he used there, because I'm wondering if he's a little nervous to throw the balls in tight windows. I mean, he's a rookie quarterback, right? He's only played two games. He's watching Zach Wilson throw four interceptions. I mean, I don't want that to be me. So he makes the safe throws. Maybe Josh is saying to him, like, hey, you got to make those tight windows. Throw. Like, that red zone is tight windows. It's tight windows in the red zone. you got to make those throws. And I think the Patriots fan base wants Mac Jones to be so good so quick that we're, you're not taking into account what or who Mac Jones is at the moment. So has Jones himself been passing up downfield throws? I wouldn't say that, he said. I think it just goes back to me sticking to my rules, and there's sometimes when the defense takes plays away, that's why we play. I mean, 
they're good on defense too. At the same time, I feel like you take the three or four plays or whatever it may be, uh, whether it's in practice or a game and you rewatch them and you're like, okay, I could have probably thrown that one better. But at the end of the day, it's about moving the ball and taking what the defense gives you. If they give up on the deep shot, then take it. If they give you up a short, then you take the short. It's kind of what the defense is doing, really. Jones didn't hesitate to throw short passes against the Jets. James White was his leading receiver, and the Patriots still won by three scores on the road. He played turnover-free football, while his counterpart, Zach Wilson, threw four interceptions. You know, when you look at the turnover statistics, the team that turns the ball over less usually wins, Jones says. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it's uh, pretty high percentage-wise. We had less turnovers than the other team on Sunday, and we definitely could have capitalized more on those turnovers we got. But as long as you're ending every possession with a kick, then things will be moving in the right direction. That's kind of why. That's kind of what I've always been taught. And he's been taught by the best. You're talking about a kid that came from the school of Nick Saban. You're talking about a kid who came from, apparently went to one of the best high school coaches, went to one of the best Pop Warner schools. The kid's been to football university. And now he's at Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick University. And the kid's only going to get better as things go on. And I think Patriot fans need to pump the brake and just let the Patriots do what they're doing. All right, Pat Station, that's all I got for you today. Don't forget to check out the Dear Pat Station Loyalty Club on Patreon. For only $5 a month, you get exclusive videos, live streams, play-by-play, and you get to take part in all of our live shows. So check out the Patreon Club. Make sure that you download the Newsbreak app and stay up to date with all the Dear Pat Station content. We release a minimum of two short videos a day covering all the latest New England Patriots news. So come check us out on Newsbreak. If you come late for the 7 p.m. start, make sure that you're here on time tomorrow for the Patriots News Desk, exclusively live on ColorCast and Patreon. If you want to download the podcast version of the show it will be available at 9 p.m eastern standard time wherever you get your podcast just search up dear pats nation you can also find the audio from the on the patriots news desk youtube page at 9 p.m standard eastern time we will live stream the replay on our youtube page uh, and speaking of youtube don't miss the dear pats nation live show hosted by connor and i for our fan driven live show it's for patriot fans by patriot fans thanks to everybody who tuned into the patriots news desk live on ColorCast. don't forget that you can find me here monday through thursday at 7 p.m eastern time and you can also find me on on the mic for every Patriots game this season when I do play-by-play and analysis for the Patriots game this season. That's all I have to plug. So until next time, thanks for tuning in to the Patriots News Desk. And always remember, the Patriots are legit, kid. Hey, listeners. I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. Hi, 
Hi, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.